0: Visit roberthalf.com today. Cristiano Ronaldo's efforts to get out of Old Trafford seem to be dwindling with Eric Ten Hag insisting the Portuguese is not for sale. Is that the end of a short-lived transfer saga or are there more twists to come? Plus, Barcelona hijacked Chelsea's Rafinha's plans Wayne Rooney is back stateside. And what next at Newcastle United? Fabrizio Romano is here to discuss all of that and much more. Que Golazo on this Monday begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo LME. Fabrizio Romano in the house. By the way, we are a nominee for the Best Sports Podcast category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We appreciate all of you guys and what you do for us. And we hope you enjoy our show enough to nominate us and advance to the final round. Thank you so much. And to nominate Kego Lasso, just go to podcastawards.com forward slash app forward slash sign up. I know it's a lot, but it, you, you know, do it. You love us. Podcastawards.com forward slash app forward slash sign up. And then toggle down to the sports category and the whole process takes less than 60 seconds. And come on. We give you way more with Fabrizio Romano when it comes to transfer stores. The very least you can do is nominate us, right, Fabrizio? I mean, come on. Correct. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We wait for you. Ciao, guys. (laughs) We've included the link at the top of the episode, everybody, so make sure that you check it out. But it's very easy. Hope that you nominate us. And we thank you once again as we get closer to 15,000 subscribers. And a major reason for that is our very own, my very good friend, Fabrizio Romano. How are you, buddy? How's it going?
1: All good, all good. Thank you. Many things happening on the
0: market. So, important week and uh, and ready to answer all the questions. Hey, and don't worry, Mi is not here today to uh, bug us, but uh, she does bring up a good point, just like last week, Fabrizio Romano. I know that Jonathan Johnson filled in for me later in the week. I appreciate JJ, of course. But, Fab, let's begin with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and the latest as Eric Ten Hag. You know, uh, Manchester United are already in uh preseason tour in Thailand, and Ten Hag said... He hasn't told me, meaning Ronaldo. He hasn't told me he wants to leave. I have read what I, but what I, uh, but what I have read it. But what I say, Cristiano is not for sale. He's in our plans, and we want to have success together. What's the latest here? I think it's it's very clear that mm, Eric Nag's position
1: is the same as Manchester United board, of course. So they want Cristiano to stay. They want Cristiano to, to, to continue. They consider Cristiano not for sale. So this is what we always said when we mentioned Manchester United position. But at the same point, there is Cristiano position. He wants to leave. He wants to go. So let's see what happens when they will have a conversation because I think another key point of this press conference from Eric Ten Hag uh, was when he mentioned, OK, now for me, it's time to speak with Cristiano because he said, I had a conversation with him before this issue came up with uh, with Cristiano asking to to leave the club and so now he's waiting to have another conversation to see if he can be able to change the situation, and so to have Cristiano as part of the project at May United. So this is a really important step. At the moment, from what I'm told, Jorge Mendes is still working to find a solution. He's still working to find a club with Bayern, but we know that Bayern already denied in public their intention to sign Cristiano, so at the moment it's not an easy one. And with Chelsea, from Chelsea at the moment, they are busy with Raheem Sterling and other stuff, so it's not the priority, but it's something they discuss with Todd Boehly. So let's see. Also, Manchester United position now is very clear, because now it's Eric Ten Hag who said. He's not for sale. So something big is needed to find an agreement with United.
0: So Fabrizio, similar themes from last summer when he left Juventus for Manchester United. Now kind of the same thing about, you know, obviously we know why he wants Champions League football. He wants to end his career, you know, with uh, possible some most trophies. But is there even a market? I know this is crazy to say because it's Cristiano Ronaldo, right? But in terms of what he can offer and what he wants, is there even a market for Cristiano Ronaldo?
1: I would say yes. You know, then for this kind of superstars, uh, it always depends on the domino of strikers and on the situation of the big clubs, because a player like Cristiano Ronaldo can't play everywhere. He can play only in top, top clubs. He wants to play Champions League football, of course. He wants a really important salary. And this is why I say, I mean, the, the domino is really, really important. Uh, so at the moment, I would say yes, because from Chelsea, they're waiting for an answer. With Bayern, it's a no, but we never know what happens in the market. So it's not easy it's not easy to find a solution but I think it's also a message from Cristiano because in case he will end up staying at Manchester United it will be a strong message from Cristiano like saying okay I stay here but I want a really important team around me and I want uh, the club to show the ambition because from what I told as I already mentioned here one week ago Cristiano has no problem with Eriton Hag. he's happy with Eriton as a manager he's convinced that he's the right man for Man United the point is the team the point is the club the new signings so these are the real points so I'm curious to see what happens in, in a few days these are weeks where Cristiano will have a conversation with uh, with Eric Ten Hag.
0: Yeah, you mentioned a very uh, key point here. It's not just about Cristiano Ronaldo. This is about Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag's plans with Manchester United. Already, you know, we're thinking about the likes of Christian Eriksen and how close he's getting to joining the club. Where are we there, uh, Fab? Yes, but they are just waiting for Christian
1: to undergo medical tests and then sign the contract. They already sent Manchester United all the contracts to the player, to his agent, so everything is being checked and then it will be signed. So Manchester United at the moment are really optimistic, relaxed. They're just waiting for Ericsson to undergo the medical and then to sign to sign the contract. So it could be the next one after Tyrell Malassia and then we will see what
0: happens with all the other signings they need. Yeah, well, let's talk about those two. Where are we there? Because according to reports right now, Lisandro Martinez is really demanding now that there's a conversation between Ajax and Manchester United. But Ajax, I believe, are, are upping uh, their demands for the Argentinian centre-back slash centre-midfielder. What's the latest there? Yes, they don't want to sell him. They don't want to sell him because uh, they want to protect the new manager. They already
1: lost many important players this summer. They know how big is the value of Lissandro today, imagine maybe after the World Cup, it could be even bigger, maybe next summer, and so this is why at the moment, Ajax' position is very clear, they don't want to sell him, and they hope to be able to keep him, but it's also true that the player is pushing, he's pushing, he wants to join Premier League football, he wants to try this experience, he's really tempted by this opportunity with Manchester United, with Arsenal not giving up yet, but with Manchester United absolutely leading the race now, with a new bid around 50 million euros, adults included not accepted by Ajax as of today and so the player will push again, because he feels, okay, there is the World Cup, he's doing great with Ajax, but when a top club calls you like Man United or Arsenal, is a big opportunity and you want to go as soon as possible, so this is why Lisandro is pushing, this week I think is going to be important because Lisandro will speak again with the club, his agents, and they will try to find a solution. I'm sure that ten Hag will do his best to sign Lisandro because he's convinced it could be a fantastic solution for, for Manchester United.
0: Well, since Eric Ten Hag's arrival, Fabrizio Romano, a former Ajax manager, that's been the trifecta of Ajax uh, transfer stories. We've talked about, of course, Christian Eriksen, Lisandro Martinez. Christian Eriksen used to play for Ajax, of course. Lisandro Martinez is currently there, and now the third one, who formerly used to play for Ajax, Frankie De Jong. What's going on there?
1: Yes, with Frankie is a particular situation. It's never been an easy deal because Manchester United and Barcelona are still discussing, are still in negotiation. But the real issue is on the side. Frankie doesn't want to leave Barcelona. It's not his respect for Man United. It's just his his desire. He wants to continue with Barca. Uh, now I think the key point, from what I'm told, is on salary situation. Because Barcelona can't afford his salary, next season is going to become a really huge, big salary. And so it's up to Barca if they can find an agreement with Frankie to reduce the salary or not. But at the moment, I'm told it is very unlikely that Frankie will accept a salary reduc- reduction of Barcelona. So this is why my United are still there. They're still hoping to find a solution to sign Frankie, to change his mind and maybe find a way to, to accept Manchester United. And so I would keep this situation open in standby at the moment, because it depends on Barcelona more than on my United and depends on Frankie because Frankie wants to continue at Barca and so let's see if Man
0: United will be able to change the situation let's see i mean Frankie the young is reportedly owed around 17 million euros as well in in, in some transfer not contract money i'm sorry from uh, Barcelona speaking of Barcelona let's go there because apparently Rafinha obviously is demanding everything to make sure that this happens uh, Leeds United uh, reportedly agreeing a certain fee what's the latest
1: Yes, um, another crazy saga, let me say, a really crazy <laughs> saga of this summer. This one has been one of the most crazy I've ever covered in my life because many things happen behind the scenes of this story. So uh, to answer the question, is not yet a done deal just because What's the point? That yesterday night, so on Sunday night, um, Barcelona improved their proposal to Leeds. I'm told that the proposal is around 68 million euros, but Barcelona would pay the world commissions and taxes of the deal. And it means that it will be around 72 million euros total value of the package. But the point is that it's a verbal proposal. They are waiting for an official bid. So this is why now Barca need to submit an official proposal, and then Leeds will be prepared to accept. So now it's verbal. Now it's time for Barca to send the official bid, and then the deal could be completed between Barca and Leeds. Your point Fabricio. was very good. Yes, on player yeah. side, I mean.
0: Yeah, because that, that, that's where I wanted to go here, Fabrizio. Like I, I just, you know, thank you, managing Barca, Rafinha, and the Bella update. My my question to Fab is is similar. To this, I'm just intrigued by how all this is being sorted out by Barcelona because, on one hand, you know, they owe some money to Frankie de Jong regarding his contract money. Dembele agreed an extension, I believe, uh, and reduced his own wages. Obviously, financially, Joan Laporta has to figure a lot of things out. So, how in the hell can they get 72 million? Does the Frankie de Jong sale have a lot to do with that? Where are the assets? Basically, what I'm asking in order to get the Brazilian.
1: I can tell you the truth. I don't know. I don't know. But also people in football don't know. Agents of players don't know. So they don't know how they can manage it. But I still remember we were here in December and we discussed about Ferran Torres. And many people said it would be impossible for Barca to sign Ferran Torres. They had a financial situation. And then they signed Ferran Torres from Man City. So honestly, I don't want to say things that I don't know. And I am not in the position of judging Barca on the financial point of view because... I have no knowledge of the financial situation of Barcelona, but trust me, also many people into these stories like Rafinha, Dembélé, they don't know how it will end up and how Barcelona will be able to do it. Maybe they will find a solution selling players, as you mentioned, Frankie de Jong, maybe now he's on standby and maybe in one week or two weeks it will change. We will see. But at the moment, for sure, Barca are busy with Rafinha because they have, of course, full agreement with the players since long time and he's pushing for Barca. So they are now getting closer to an agreement with Leeds on verbal basis. Now it's time to send the official proposal. And then with Dembélé. With Dembélé, they have an agreement with Usman Dembélé on all the details of the contract, but it's not signed yet. It's not signed because they need to do their checks and they need to approve this contract. Barca, I mean, because Usman already accepted every single clauses. Now it's up to Barca to approve this contract and sign. But these are two important steps to say, OK, it's done for Rafinha and it's done for Dembélé.
0: Yeah, and Joan Laporta has done tremendous amount of work ever since becoming the president again, you know, the Goldman Sachs loan, of course, uh, cementing the deal with Spotify, selling TV rights as well, you know, everything to make sure that uh, economically, at least Barcelona gets yes. up again. So that's a also, major component. Also, I think
1: it's important. I 100% agree with you. And also, I think uh, uh, the atmosphere around the team is different. Yeah. It's completely mm-hmm. different. I still remember Barcelona one year ago, the situation was not so optimistic. Now, Jordi Cruyff, Matteo Alemani are doing great, great work on, on player side, but also Xavi. Xavi is really involved in all these stories we we're mentioning. Xavi wanted Dembele to continue. Uh, Xavi is pushing for Rafinha. Xavi is the man who is uh, having conversation internally also to push for Lewandowski deal. That is something that Barca want to do. So the atmosphere around the club is completely, completely different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, everybody uh, here with the great Fabrizio Romano, we're going to take a break, but we do, we will continue the Rafinha conversation because obviously Chelsea is part of that as well. And we'll be talking about that. And of course, uh, Raheem Sterling, how close he's getting. Wayne Rooney is back to DC, but on a different level. Of course, Uh, a few uh, questions to answer. We're going to talk about the three untapped gems Players that we haven't talked about enough that Fabrizio really believes, you know, we should be talking about enough in terms of this transfer market and some final thoughts. We'll be right back. Lasso, Fabrizio Romano, we'll be right back. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24 hour streaming channel serving non stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition reminisce on your favorite moments legendary players and brilliant goals with the uefa champions league channel streaming around the clock on Pluto tv and the cbs sports app this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else Welcome back, everybody. kego Lasso here on this Monday with Fabrizio Romano. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, of course, and kego Lasso Pod on Twitter. By the way, if you're a fan of kego Lasso Pod, we would really appreciate it. If you just take 60 seconds to nominate us for the 2022 Podcast Awards, check us out in the sports category. All the information you need is in the description on this show. All right, Fab, let's get to it. We talked about Rafinha, and we believe Barcelona kind of hijacked that deal from Chelsea. What's going on there uh, regarding, I guess, the possibility if things don't work out with Barcelona, can Chelsea still get in there? I would say yes. Chelsea are still there. They're still waiting till the
1: end of this story with Barcelona. So, it will be signed with Barca, Chelsea will be there waiting and see what happens with, the, with this Rafinha story. Also because they have an agreement with Leeds. So he's on player side, the real point. But with Leeds, they have a full agreement since two weeks now. And um, other alternatives we will see, but it's important to mention that Chelsea signed Raheem Sterling eh? because it's not a normal signing. It's a top signing for 46, yeah. 47 million pounds.
0: This is uh, massive, Fabrizio. It's to a interrupt, big one. But, <laughs> but this is big. This is a player that really a few years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, was a contender for player in the world like one of the best yes. it's huge he had a fantastic
1: story. fantastic Euros also last summer so speaking about one of the best wingers in the game and is a, is a huge one for Chelsea it will be official soon after medical completed in, in London and so they will do something they will do something they are busy with the centre-backs at least two centre-backs maybe three it depends on the market But Chelsea are on it, don't worry. Sterling is a very good start. They needed some time because they changed everything. Let's remind that it was Marina Granovskaya one month ago. It was Peter Cech. uh, And now it's Todd Bowley taking care of everything together with Thomas Tuchel. So it's a new structure. It's a new club now, Chelsea. New owners, uh, new board, uh, the manager. is taking care of everything uh, on the technical point of view. So it will take some time, but Chelsea will be on it. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) So so regarding that connection between Chelsea and Man City doing some business, uh, specifically talking about Raheem Sterling, Nathan Ake, how close is that on on that going to Chelsea? There
1: is an agreement between player and Chelsea because Ake has accepted all the personal terms uh, with with Chelsea. So it's going to be a five-year deal in place between Chelsea and and Ake. And now there is a negotiation between Chelsea and Man City because it was a separated deal, uh, not together with Raheem Sterling, but two separated negotiations. And Man City, from what I'm told, they want almost the same fee they invested to sign Ake, uh, in summer 2020. It's around 41, 42 million pounds. So I think around 40 million pounds, Chelsea could be able to, to complete this negotiation. We will see if they will find total agreement with, with Man City. But there are negotiations ongoing.
0: All right, let's let's do a little bit of a pivot here. Oh, we got some questions actually uh, about Arsenal because uh, there's a, a little bit of an interest regarding the Brazilian Lucas Paqueta. Is there any truth to this? Uh, as, you know, Mikel Arteta continues to build the squad. You know, Gabriel Jesus is already in. How about another Brazilian with Paqueta to Arsenal? Is there any truth in that link, says uh, Billy Faraldi?
1: At the moment, there is no bid from Arsenal. Also, his agents denied because at the moment, there is still no bid from, from Arsenal for Lucas Paqueta. But at the same point, he's a, he's a player that I would watch till the end of the market because he dreams of Premier League football. Uh, his agents are working around Europe to find a solution because for the player it could be an opportunity to leave Lyon for 65 million euros plus sedons. And so let's see what happens with Paqueta till the end. At the moment, there is still no bid but it's a name that I would follow till the end. For Arsenal, I think they have many quality players now eh? because they also signed Fabio Vieira who is a quality midfielder. They have of course, all the guards may throw many, many kind of
0: quality players. And so I'm not sure that this is the priority. Yeah, all right. Let's stick with the Premier League here before we talk about something else that happened stateside. But Fabrizio Romano, just before you came on, my friend, uh, you made me very happy. Of course, as a certain Swedish defender is on his way to Aston Villa. Why don't we talk about that for a second?
1: yes maybe you can reveal it I told you two weeks ago it's
0: our secret but we can say now it it was a secret that Fabrizio and I kept very close to our hearts and I promised him I wouldn't say anything and finally we can talk about it go ahead my friend
1: (laughs) yes it's Ludwig Augustinson Sevilla left back who is joining Aston Villa he had his medical today morning it's a long deal with buy option for a total potential package in case Aston Villa will decide to trigger the buy option next summer for 4.5 million euros so everything is in place uh, with Sevilla with a player and so we're
0: waiting for the official statement but Augustin Sol will be new Aston Villa player I mean it's a great backup for Lucas Dean uh, deepens our squad of course and I'm sure Fabrizio I mean this is an educated guess but Aston Villa is probably <laughs> not done in the transfer market at no. least no way before the beginning of the season I agree, I agree with you. There will be many other things.
1: We will see, we will see, step by step. But also, for Sevilla fans, let me say that they have now the replacement for Diego Carlos, who joined Aston Villa, because it's Marcao, he's official today from Galatasaray, very good centre-back. They were in negotiation since beginning of June for him. They're going to pay €15 million, don't included, and so very good negotiation for Sevilla too.
0: Yeah, Monchi always knows what he's doing, obviously, <laughs> and Sevilla building up after releasing a very good centre-back. All right, Wayne Rooney. Back to D.C. United, my friend, uh, you know, let me ask you something. Obviously, g- give me the details, but w- also why, you know, with all due respect, obviously, I love MLS, but, you know, d- he was uh, managing Derby County. The championship is a very good league. Was there no other interest in Europe? I- I- I'm beginning to take a guess here, Fabrizio, and pondering that maybe it was more personal for Wayne Rooney. He wanted to kind of, I, I guess, uh, try something new in and in a-, in a different culture and a different nation and a city, of course, that he knows well. Yes, I agree with this
1: point. I agree with this point. I think it's very personal decision by by Wayne Rooney and his family. He wanted to try something different also. as kind of of level he did a good job with Derby County, but we know that the situation into the club is not easy. They also lost a top talent like Malcolm Abbey-Away, who joined Crystal Palace and so he had a feeling that it was difficult to build something in short term with uh, with Derby County and this is why he wanted to try something different. I think to go to MLS is also an opportunity for him to try something different also on a tactic point of view to try his ideas in a different country a different kind of football and so i'm curious to see how it will be but good luck to wayne Rooney because it's an interesting one for for mls
0: and for dc united Absolutely. And let's not forget somebody like Patrick Vieira, who came to NYCFC and then, you know, he went back to Liga and now he's managing in the Premier League. So maybe Wayne Rooney is taking a page from his book. All right. We do have a question for our loyal listener, Dan Kane. Uh, He can't make it to the live show. So, Dan, sorry about that. But he says, Fab, Will Sven Botman uh, be Newcastle's biggest signing of the summer? And who are the top three most realistic forwards the Magpies could sign? So this is all Newcastle United. Botman <laughs> is uh, with Newcastle. What a great centre-back, of course. Are Newcastle done? Of course, they can't just rely on Chris Wood, I No, imagine.
1: no, 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 no. They are not done. They are not done. Then, of course, I can't say if it's going to be the biggest because it's a fantastic signing, Sven Botman. And as I already told you here, it was weeks ago. I think they're doing a very good job uh, in the the strategy they have for the transfer market, a very good job in how they are investing the big money they have, because we saw many times in football clubs with big money, the budget, and then spending money on players that were not for the future. Sven Botman is for the future, and they want to do the same with many negotiations they are uh, are discussing now. Let me say that they will go for a striker. Uh, This is the plan. Then we will see if Botman will be the biggest signing or not. It depends on the opportunities and depends on the market. But for example, for example, they want a, a young striker and to a striker who can be also for the future, a striker who can be the face of the project, and so also meaning a young talent, not just a player at the end of his career. I want to give an example a player like Armando Broja is super appreciated by Newcastle not just by Newcastle because the World Premier League is tracking him so West Ham uh, with David Moyes big fan uh, of course Everton also exploring this possibility but Newcastle also had some contact and I see them signing a striker this summer.
0: All right well listen you brought up something very interesting somebody like Broja of course and other players I mean I'm thinking of a uh, Jonathan David as well you know players that maybe maybe making some moves but let's talk about three untapped gems that really should be spoken about a little bit more this summer as we look ahead to the new season. Not your big stars, not your Raheem Sterlings, not even your Cristiano Ronaldo's, but players that you say, listen, everybody, this kid just made a very good move and we should be keeping our eyes on it.
1: Okay, yes, I have some names of players that could be good opportunities, in my opinion, on the market also in the coming weeks. Uh, you mentioned Jonathan David, and i give you a secret. He was in my list, because I think it's crazy that Jonathan David is not making his moves. Because me this and you
0: time. think like this, yes. we're exactly he's, in the my same list. Way <laughs> he's
1: one of the three names, but I will replace him, as you already mentioned him. And I was thinking of another name I had uh, just before uh, entering here in our live, and this Sergio Reguillo because he's not in the South Korean uh, tour for uh, for Tottenham. It's clear that Antonio Conte is trusting Perisic and Sessegnon as left-backs for this season. And I think Reguillon is a very good player. Eh? A very, very good player. No one is speaking about this possibility, but I'm sure that he will be a big name on the market in the coming weeks. And so Reguillon could be a very good opportunity to watch for many clubs in the coming, uh, in the coming weeks. Then I wanted to mention Kim Min Yae, center back from Fenerbahce, with a release close 20 million euros, because there are many clubs interested in this boy. And now seems to be pretty quiet, but I'm sure that in the coming days it will change because Kim is a very good center back and could be one of the opportunities on the market, in a market where uh, many clubs are looking for, for center backs. And then I, you know that I love South American football. And there is a player, a talent that I really, really love. And I'm sure that in European football, he can become important in the coming years. Let's see if he will move to Europe this summer or not. But it's called Mateus França from Flamengo. i told that this boy is really, really special. I saw something and I think it could be an opportunity on the market this summer. Let's see what happens. But Mateus França, remember the name.
0: I love it, Fabrizio Romano, the scout, my friend. Uh, you know, you're gonna build another page. I think to do that. <laughs> no, no, no. By the way, uh, uh, by the way, I believe there is uh, an update on Raheem Sterling's medical. Apparently, there are rumors that he. Did not pass it, Fabrizio Romano. We're just trying to deal with this live. I'm I will not sure check. if you know any. Pro- yeah. So Fabrizio will, check. Will, will check. Fabrizio will let us know, but we have to just quickly check up on that just in case. Obviously, as you know, this is a live show. So this is what we do with Fab. You know, as he's talking, he can't write at the same time. He's not that much of a genius. <laughs> uh, all right. But Fab, listen, uh, before we say goodbye to you, my friend, uh, any final thoughts, anything else that we haven't talked about yet? Yes, an important
1: one is about Matthijs De Ligt, and it's about Bayern because Bayern director Hasan Salihamidzic is now in Turin, has just landed a few minutes ago, uh, before our, our show started, he was just landing in Turin and he's there to negotiate with Juventus for Matthijs De Ligt. Bayern already discussed the personal terms with De Ligt, also Chelsea are still in the race Juventus are waiting for official bids from Bayern and Chelsea, but now Bayern are in Turin, Salihamidzic is doing serious for, uh, for uh, Matthijs De Ligt and so let's see what happens today with an opening bid expected for Bayern, but they want him. And the league could be one of the big names to start this big domino of centre-backs.
0: I mean, Bayern Munich is not messing around if they try and get somebody to the lit, Absolutely. And we're not messing around when we got Fab Romano in the house. Don't forget to follow him on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Of course, Fab, always a pleasure, my friend. I'm sure you'll keep us updated on the Raheem Sterling situation. Chelsea, Rafinha, Cristiano Ronaldo, and much more. Thanks so much. Grazie, Fab.
1: Thank you. Thank you, as always. It's always a pleasure. See you soon on And thank you to all the guys for sending your questions. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much, everybody. Make sure to follow uh, Fabrizio and Que Lasso Pod on Twitter. I'm Elame Chegaray. Of course, we got plenty more content to come this week. Fab will return as well. You know, we do two doses, of course, of Fab in the week. We do World Cup content and we're getting closer, everybody, to the beginning of European seasons. That's ridiculous. It's under a month now. Of course, and we got so much more to give. Fab Romano, LME, Que Lasso. Don't forget to nominate us for the best podcast and, of course, People's Award. We will see you next time. Till then, have a great beginning to your week. Bye bye.